You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, it's Mark from the Mark Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark the first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. be nice to see Bubba Wallace get his 15 minutes of fame in the winner's circle for once instead of Noosegate. You know, I, I was checking out his right. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't finish uh, really high up. In the, he's not got those top 10 wins under uh, his belt. Listen, I was just talking to the other Josh. And I, literally, I had not heard of Bubba Wallace um, before this season, but I also hadn't been following NASCAR since uh, since Matt Kenseth retired or left or got thrown out or whatever. Anyway, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Bubba Wallace seems to be the big story today. And when I, you know, th- this could have gone to <laughs> what? It's whatever you want Wednesday, by the way. How's everybody doing? Uh, what? It, this could have gone a couple ways. This could have really. This story could have gone a couple of ways. It could have been a hate crime. In which case, NASCAR would have to find the individual that was responsible for tying the noose and hanging it in Bubba Wallace's garage and then eject them from the sport for life, which is what they said they were going to do. And then there would be a lot more healing and a lot more, uh, you know, demonstrations and things like there'd be all kinds of focus groups and all the drivers would have to go and take sensitivity training, just like all the college students are going to have to do when they return um, in the fall. And that would have been one way to go. Uh, then there's then there's another way, which is it wasn't a noose, which is exactly what happened. And everyone would realize, oh, you know what? Somebody jumped the gun. We were hypersensitive. Uh, things got out of control. But you know what? Show of solidarity for Bubba. Let's all get back to racing. That that would have been the second way. However, there's a third way, apparently, which Bubba Wallace is is that's the tact he'd like to take, which is. Somebody found a noose in the garage. NASCAR and 15 FBI agents did a thorough investigation and found out it wasn't a noose at all. It was the cord that you pull the garage closed with. And it wasn't left there for Bubba Wallace. It was there for like a year and a half. And uh, and it was long. It was there long before. But in fact, it's in a lot of garages. Uh, the same exact thing, which makes me wonder why. Why did it take 15 FBI agents to figure out that it was a garage pull when you have I mean, the garages are all. They're all one right after another, and each one of them has a rope that you need to pull. And each one of them has a similar... Why is it? Why did it take so long? And why did it take so much manpower for NASCAR and the Federal Bureau of Investigation to figure it out? But anyway, they figured it out, and they said it wasn't a noose. It was the garage pole. It was a piece of rope that you used to pull the garage door. We've got, we've got photographic evidence of it being there long before uh, Bubba Wallace even pulled into town. And we know now that it was not a hate crime. That's where probably it should have ended. It did not, however, because Bubba Wallace chose to continue the narrative by going on Don Lemon's show. And, I, you know, if you're trying to bring credibility to your story, 
I just don't think Don Lemon's show is the place you need to go. If you're looking for somebody, if you're looking for understanding, and if you're trying to continue a narrative that you believe to be true, going to CNN, the home of false narratives, the home of fake news, is not really the place you probably want to take your story. I'm just being honest. I'm j- I feel like whoever told him to go on Don Lemon's show yesterday, I feel like that was bad advice from whatever publicist, uh, publicity or, or publicist he decided to, um, you know, to hire. So anyway, Bubba Wallace goes on Don Lemon and he shows that he's still mad. I'm, uh, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because people are trying to test my character and the person that I am and my integrity. So, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, and if I am, I apologize. It wouldn't be the first time um, that I misunderstood. But what I'm hearing here is that Bubba Wallace is now pissed, as are a lot of other people, that Don Lemon included. Uh, he is now pissed that this was not a hate crime. He's upset that people are questioning uh, his character because this. he's mad. He's like, if this was not a hate crime, that upsets me. And I thought... It would be a good thing. I thought that this wasn't a hate crime. Nobody's targeting you as the only black na- uh, active NASCAR driver. Nobody's targeting you because you took a stand against Black Lives Matter. Or, I'm sorry, for Black Lives Matter and because, you know, uh, you knelt during the anthem. And, and nobody nobody is, is targeting you in your garage, a secure location where only NASCAR personnel are allowed. It was a big misunderstanding. Somebody, somebody saw this new. And here's something I didn't realize until yesterday. I, I didn't realize. I thought Bubba found the noose in his garage, but that's not the case. I never seen the noose. I never reported it. Like I said, I was going to dinner. Yeah, he was going to dinner. Nobody, he never saw it. Nobody showed it to him. He didn't see a picture of it. The the president of NASCAR, in fact, I guess I got a report of it, went to his trailer and said, look, here's what happened. Here's the issue. And it just kind of ballooned from there. And he went on The View and he talked about how insulting it was and how offensive it was. And then yesterday, when when it was proven to be uh, a myth, I mean, I, I won't even call it a hoax, you know, like here's the thing. Jussie Smollett. I hear a lot of people comparing Bubba Wallace to Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett. That was a hoax. That guy went out. He hired a couple of dudes to 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 perpetrate this fake hate crime. The dudes went out and bought all the materials. We saw them buy the rope. We saw them buy the MAGA hats. We saw them buy all that stuff. They admitted to it when they were when they were uh, you know questioned by police. And we know that Jussie Smollett basically created a fake hate crime to target Donald Trump supporters and make them look like racists. That's I don't think what happened here. I think this was a misunderstanding, even though I saw noose hoax or whatever trending uh, trending yesterday on Twitter and people are calling it that. But at the same time, I feel like this misunderstanding had a great ending, didn't it? So why are you now on CNN and Don Lemon show saying that you're pissed? And also, if you didn't see it, like if I if I walked into work and the other Josh pulled me aside and said, hey, you know what? Somebody. Uh, somebody got a jar of Canadian uh, maple syrup and they put your face on it and they and they smashed it against the wall. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what would be the equivalent for Canadians? I don't know. Somebody somebody killed a beaver and, like, hung they, it in the office. They nailed a maple leaf to the door? They have nailed a maple, something like that, yeah. right? Burned a Tom Hortons in effigy. That's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Anyway, so there's, like, a box of, like, burned Tim Horton donuts. Whatever it is. You know, and I, if, if he said that happened, the first thing I would say is, let me see. Or, 
where is it? You know, and I would go in. I would inv- I would want to see a photo of it. Apparently, Bubba Wallace didn't have that uh, that reaction. So, so there's a lot of questions still about this. I thought I thought for sure that NASCAR and the FBI releasing the statement saying this was not a hate crime would really. It's a, it, I thought it'd be a sigh of relief, like oh, thank God, it's not a hate crime. Which I'm going to be honest with you, I really feel. I really feel like this adds to the whole, as a country, we're not racist. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I don't know if anyone said it lately, but the United States of America, when you look at it as a whole, is not an inherently racist country. Not when you look at other countries. out. Not when you look at countries like Iran or Iraq or even Pakistan. Not when you look at a lot of countries where they just do not like people of a different religion, people of a different race, people of a different tribe. I mean, there are there are places in the Middle East where you can have two towns warring with each other because they're different tribes. They don't like women. They don't like homosexuals. You get killed for doing anything that anything at all that uh, that, uh, you know, could that here basically gets you. I mean, gets you heralded. And, And yet, for some reason, we're still going forward with this whole notion that the United States of America is so racist. We have all these monuments to races like everywhere you go. And they're so offensive. And when they're and when you, when you have a black NASCAR driver, someone throws a noose up. Oh, let me tell Did you hear what happened to Jack Del Rio yesterday? Remember, he used to coach the Jaguars before they realized he wasn't really good at it. So they fired him. And then he went to coach the Raiders. And then they realized he wasn't really good at that either. I think now he's with the Redskins, ironically. He got accused of being a racist yesterday. Too. I'll tell you, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. But I'll tell you that story here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about today, that's what's on the agenda. That's what's on the docket. 855-765-1045. You can also leave us an open mic message if you prefer, you know, not talking to me. But you still want to get your point out there. It's the Mark K Show. Quick break. More coming up on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This has gotten so ridiculous. Why don't we just ban rope? You know what? That's probably coming next. I'm going to be honest with you. I wonder if any of the knots used to tie up the statues and topple them over were noose knots. If so, where are the 15 FBI agents investigating that? That's a, <laughs> they were down in they were down in Talladega. Why is it that it takes 15 FBI agents to investigate one fake noose in Talladega? But there are statues being toppled all over Washington, D.C., all over the country, and we can't get anybody investigating those. Why is it that we need 15 FBI agents to investigate one garage at a motor speedway, but we have a whole district of Seattle where people are getting killed like and shot on the daily now? Four days in a row there's been a shooting. And and we can't go in there and, like, we can't have FBI agents say, hey, this is not a separate country. This is the United States of America. You please leave. Get your tents and get the hell out. Go get a job. I don't know. I don't understand it either. I don't understand. But this now that Jack Del Rio. So I, let me check this. Let me let me just uh, pull this up for you. Jack Del Rio is now under fire with a lot of I mean, he's getting it. it and it happens both ways. You get a lot of support, but you get a lot of people that just want to cancel, you, you know, cu- cancel culture. And the the, uh, the the new thing now is that Jack Del Rio, former coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he uh, – let me find his official Twitter. I think it's Coach 
Del Rio. Yeah. So somebody wrote uh, the other day, somebody tweeted at him, a guy named Ray wrote, just found out Coach Del Rio is a Trump supporter. Wish these old racists would stay off Twitter. Now, this <laughs> this tweet to me, there's so much to unpack in this one tweet alone. Just found out Coach Del Rio is a Trump supporter. Wish these old racists would stay off Twitter. So the first thing is Coach Del Rio, Jack Del Rio, is a Trump supporter. Listen to the I mean, listen to the the observations or the assumptions that are made just based on that one fact. Jack Del Rio supports Trump. Here's what I now know about him. He's old and he's a racist and he shouldn't be on Twitter because old people like Donald Trump, racists like Donald. That's all there are. A bunch of old racists. Forget those 3000 students in college who sat and listened and cheered for Donald Trump yesterday in Arizona. Forget the black students that were there. And, you know, the young black students that were there cheering and chanting and supporting President Trump. Forget all of them. All Donald Trump supporters are old and racist and they should stay off of Twitter. Why? Because they their opinion doesn't matter. Their opinion has, holds no merit. Their opinion should be canceled. And in fact, Twitter yesterday to go along with it, they they basically they they uh, censored one of the president's tweets, a tweet that wasn't even that graphic. All he said was, if you go and topple a statue, you will be met with serious force. And Twitter, they they banned, they just cut, they cut it out. You had to click on the little button to even read it. They're now censoring the president openly on Twitter. So maybe maybe he's right. Maybe old racist Donald Trump supporters should stay off Twitter because Twitter's trying to censor them off anyway. So Jack Del Rio, being Jack Del Rio and being a stand-up tough guy, you know, he tweets back, I'm 100% for America. If you're not, you can kiss my ass. Well, he didn't actually write that. He wrote capital A and then two dollar signs. So he could be saying you could kiss my A money. I don't know if that's, but probably it's probably it's just ass. Well, I'm 100% for America. If you're not, you can kiss my ass. And that was it. Now people are saying, oh, Don, if you're for Donald Trump, you're not for America. You're this, you're that. People are saying he should be fired. Guy works as a coach now for the Washington Redskins. They're saying he should be fired. He should be fired. He should be canceled. They're trying to get Jack Del Rio out of the NFL, which is ironic because the NFL just released this policy about how players and coaches could openly demonstrate their political views, could openly uh, protest in any way they see fit. It's okay now for any NFL player or coach to take a knee during the national anthem or hold their fist up in a defiant stance during the national anthem. It's okay. They're not gonna. They're not going to punish you for that, or they're not going to tell you you can't do it because the NFL is petrified of being called racist. So they are now going to take a stand where nobody has to stand. But Jack Del Rio, who is just Taking a stand is just promoting it. I'm 100% for America. If you're not, you can kiss my A, um, A money. That's all he's saying. And now, all of a sudden, Jack Del Rio needs to be canceled. Because when you're a Democrat, when you're a leftist, when you're one of these radicals, you can only, you know, freedom of speech only goes one way. You can have free speech, but nobody else can. You could take a knee, but Jack Del Rio can't stand up for America doesn't work that way. It's one-sided freedom of speech. In Portland, Oregon, there's a there's a city that that uh I'll, that basically said only white people have to wear masks when they go outside. If you're white, you have to wear a mask, but if you're not white, you don't have to. 
It's very one-sided. Freedom to walk around mask-free for one group of individuals. You know, black lives matter, but God forbid all lives matter or blue lives matter. Then all of a sudden, you're just, you're not, what is it? You're the, My house is on fire, but yours isn't. Right now, I think everyone's house is on fire. Jack Del Rio is just the, the next example of this. It's, it's, it's the perfect hypocrisy of the left. It's freedom for me, but not for you. Freedom for us, but not for all. That's the United States of the Democrats. 855-765-1045. Quick break. All right, I promise I'll shut up and I'll get to your phone calls because it is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about today, we will talk about today. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This <laughs> is the Mark K Show. Okay, you want to hear something stupid? <laughs> I just, well, you came to the right place, first of all. <laughs> that should be the name of our show. Want to hear something stupid from 10 to noon on WOKV? <laughs> I just got a push alert from, because uh, I have the WOKV mobile app, 104.5 WOKV mobile app, and I just got a push alert that says, Breaking news, the New York City Marathon has been canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. Yeah, because thousands of people running through the streets of New York City is not something we want going on right now. Oh, wait a minute. We have that <laughs> every single night. Only instead of running, you know, through all the boroughs, 23 miles, they're just chanting. They're just chanting, you know, no justice, no peace, no racist Police. So I, I guess, you know, more the protests can go on. Uh, you won't have to worry about any pesky runners getting in your way. They've canceled the New York City Marathon. 855-765-1045 is our number. And it's time to uh, it's time to go to the phones. This is Susie in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you doing good today, Mark? How are you doing? I'm wonderful, Susie. It's my favorite day of the week. It's uh, whatever you want Wednesday. What did you want to say today, Susie? It's Trump Day. By the way, just so everyone knows, Susie's live every single week. We don't we don't call her. We don't pre-record her. She you call in every week, right, Susie? Yes, sir. Yeah, we really appreciate that too. So we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. This is Jeff in Orange Park. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good. I've got a couple of top the two topics. Uh, Bubba Wallace and then the statues. Okay, I follow NASCAR. Yeah. Since I was about 10 years old, that's sure. 1966. Right. Okay, that's that's 54 years. No, we got it. Yeah, we got it for a long time. Sure. Yeah, my dad followed it. Yeah, he, he told told me stories about Lee Petty and Fireball Roberts. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Bubba Wallace finished second in the Daytona 500 in 2018. Oh, good. And my question also is this: He didn't see the uh, the rope. Uh, the FBI supposedly saw it, I guess. Where did they find it, see it hanging, did they say? And, um, you know, did they did they find out where it was hanging? Yeah, I don't Here's the thing. I don't – here's what we know for a fact. We know that they determined it was the garage pull. And I've seen photos of the garage pull back in October. It does. It looks like – what happens is, you know, in NASCAR, they don't have the – it's not like your car where you hit the button and your garage door goes open. They've got – it's old-fashioned. I mean, there's so many. There's like 43 of them. So you need to make sure that you, – you, you, we just don't have the money to spend on 43 – on 43, you know, Viking garage door openers or whatever it is. So they, you just pull the door, the garage goes up, it's a piece of rope, and I guess somewhere along the line someone figured out, hey, if you tie like a knot in it, 
uh, it makes like a little it makes like a little circle at the bottom or like, you know, you tie a little I guess you would call it a noose. And then you have a handle. You can you, you know you can pull it down and it makes it a lot easier than just grabbing the rope itself. So these garages, apparently that's what they have. They have someone's tied all the ropes in uh, in little circles and they pull them down. And there's photographic evidence of it. Well, the Bubba Wallace garage we saw just had the rope. So it looks like. Somebody cut it off accidentally, or maybe it just broke from years of you. I mean, who knows? Who knows what happened? But the, we don't know. I don't know. At least I'm someone does. I don't know who found it. All I know is that according to Bubba Wallace, he never saw it. He never saw it. He doesn't know uh, how it got there. He told Don Lemon. I know. I know. I never seen the news. I never reported it. Like I said, I was going to dinner. So somebody, I guess, from his pit crew walked in. Maybe they saw it lying on the ground. Maybe uh, they saw it hanging there or whatever. And they just they they, they never maybe it was a new and they had a new intern or something, you know, I don't know. And they and they thought it was a hate crime. They were. Just, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we weren't in the midst of massive daily Black Lives Matter protests, if we weren't in the midst of tearing down every Confederate statue, if we weren't in the midst of banning the Confederate flag from every NASCAR race in the world, if this wasn't the top of mind news story on every single newscast, every single day, every single night, every single Twitter post, every single social media post, if we didn't have people blacking out their Instagram squares in solidarity with African-Americans, if that wasn't going on right now, do you think that somebody would just walk by this and not even notice it, thinking, oh, it's just the rope you use to open and close the garage? But because of that hypersensitivity and because of all the focus, because of the spotlight on this, some of it's racism, sure, some of it's not. But but, but you always now, I guess you want to just, you just want to default to it's racist. That's all it is. United States, right? that statue, it's racist. Who is it? Who it? Gandhi? No, that guy's a racist. Now, look, he's not wearing any pants. You got to bring it down. I mean, you default to any any copper statue out there is racist. Any rope that is tied uh, in a in a loop at a NASCAR event, clearly that's got to be racist. Despite the fact that it's a locked garage and the only people in there are professionals, it's not like the fans have access to that area. That's where they are. That's where they are right now. So um, so you know that's what they did. But Bubba never saw it. Uh, the FBI came in. They took a look at it and they said, this is clearly a garage pull. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to leave. And now what's happening is and this is this is the quizzical part. Bubba is still out there fighting the good fight. And he's on Don Lemon saying, I'm still angry. I'm uh, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm mad because people are trying to test my character and the person that I am and yeah, he's, my integrity. He's mad that it wasn't actually a hate crime. He's mad that it was a misunderstanding. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really, uh, we really appreciate it. This is uh, Sandy in Norfolk, Virginia. Hi, Sandy. How's it going? Fighting the good fight, and he's on. Sandy. Yes. Oh, hey, Sandy. Hey, turn your uh, turn your computer down there for just a minute, or your radio. Let me uh, let me talk to you for a minute. What do you want to say today on this? Whatever you want, Wednesday. I wanted to say that um, I, this NASCAR stuff and the NFL stuff. With the kneeling and all the stuff, they better watch their P's and Q's because us patriots don't like it. Yeah, and they're going to find themselves out of business. That is, you know, this, what, the, this the, business with Bubba. That no, the 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 rope was hanging on the garage door. I yeah. saw pictures of it. No, yeah, yeah. And, 
and it's 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 blatantly obvious it's a garage pull. I've got one in my garage. It's called manual. Some yeah. of us poor folk don't can't afford an automatic door. Open. No, I understand. I understand. You know what? But, but the NFL better watch out and so had the NASCAR because it's us Patriots that support them and keep them going. Sandy, you bring up a really good point. You, you know, because when you think about it, and I appreciate your call, and I definitely do. And and here's the thing. When you look at NASCAR and when you look at the NFL, really, when it all boils down to it, what are they? Are they sports? Nah. Are they are they American? Uh, are they American institutions? Nope. They're businesses. And they rely on people coming to the races. They they rely on people coming to football games. They rely on people buying beer, and they rely on people buying jerseys, and they rely on people buying helmets and and hot dogs, and I don't even you know whatever else, whatever else they're they're selling a bunch of stuff. They rely on all of that. They rely on people watching the races on TV because then they get then they get money from the networks. They rely on people watching the football games on TV because then they're getting a, a share of the revenue from the advertising. Their business. And what they're really supposed to be offering is the sport. You're supposed to watch the NFL because you like to watch football. You're supposed to watch NASCAR because you like to watch a race. The only race that you should be concerned with while watching a NASCAR race is the race on the track. Because I'll be honest with you, with those helmets and those flame retardant suits and all the safety equipment and the gloves, when you see the driver in the car, you have no idea what color they are. You don't know if they're black or white. You don't know if they're Hispanic. You don't know if it's a man or a woman. You know, Danica Patrick could still be in there for all I know. They're, they look, they all look like robots. They look like space people driving these cars around the track. Nobody knows what color they are. Nobody cares. They just want to know who's the fastest. Really, they don't even want that. In NASCAR, you just watch for the crashes. That's all you want to see. You just want to see flames and wheels flying in the air and eight cars going four wide at Daytona, and all of a sudden, somebody rubs somebody the wrong way, and oh, my God, the caution's out. That's why we watch NASCAR. We don't watch it to see a, a parade of racial unity and equality. If we wanted to see that, we could just go anywhere else because it's everywhere. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, you could walk, you could just drive downtown. There's always a march. There's always some kind of uh, protest. There's always some kind of group holding a vigil. You know, you, you're basically now offering up all these athletic events, all these sporting events that are promoting the protests and, and promoting that. What they're doing is they're not giving the consumer what they came there for. And what happens? What happened if you walked into a bar, your favorite bar that you've been going to every Sunday for 50 years, every Sunday for 50 years, you walk into this bar and you say, give me a beer and they give you a beer. What happened if you walked in there one Sunday and you said, give me a beer? And they said, you know what? I'm sorry. We don't sell beer anymore. How would you like some kombucha? That would be the last time you go to that bar. And all those beer loving customers, they're going to leave. And the same is true with NASCAR and the NFL and any other sport that puts protests over whatever it is that the people are there to enjoy and to watch. It's supposed to be entertainment. That's what it's supposed to be. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. A quick break, folks. We got a, we got a ton more people that want to comment. Bruce, Ron, Dan, Walden, Stewart, Nick, everybody else. Hang tight. Whatever you want Wednesday continues next on the Marque Show. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.
This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Bitter bans a tweet from the president saying that he is going to enforce the law if law is broken. That's about where we're at in America. All I have to say is wake the... Yeah, <laughs> it's true. The Twitter tweet was uh, Donald Trump saying, look, if you uh, go out there on federal property and try to tear down these federal statues, you will be met with serious force. And Twitter um, censored it. They took it. They were like, you can't you can't tweet that. You can't tweet that you are going to enforce the law. Um, which you're right. That's, uh, that's enforcing the law and being the president of the United States, who is the chief law enforcement officer in this country. That's his job. So his primary goal is, is to enforce the laws of the United States. Um, that guy can't tweet out, hey, we're going to enforce the law because that's considered hate speech. 855-765-1045 is our number. Bruce and Mandarin. Hey, Bruce, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How are you today, Mark? Doing really well. Thank you so much uh, for asking. Uh, what did you want to say today, Bruce? Yes, I wanted to talk about the Kentucky primary. Oh, know, yeah. I'm going to make a couple of disclaimers first. Some disclaimers. Okay, what are your disclaimers about the Kentucky primary? All right, first of all, the last information I have from Kentucky.gov is from 651 this morning. That was the last I was able to pull up. Okay. And 54%. For reporting, yeah. As long as the other forty-six percent are not strictly in Lexington and Louisville, then these numbers probably will hold as being accurate. Sure. All right. Now, in Kentucky, they have one point seven million, a little bit less than that, registered Democrats, a little bit less than one point five million registered Republicans. Okay. All right. Now, on people who voted, so far that 54% of the vote, people who voted was 160,000 votes approximately. Right. And then approximately 99,000 of those were Republican and approximately 61,000 were Democrat. All right. Let's skip to okay. the, let's skip to the, uh, the headline here. What do you got? What'd you, what's your uh, point, Bruce? All right. So, uh, on the Republican side, Trump had 93.7% support where 6.3% were uncommitted. Right. On the Democrat side, Biden had 57.1%. And then the second largest category was uncommitted on the Democrat side at 19.3 and then votes for other candidates. So basically being the sole or basically being the party's uh, supposed uh, nominee, you know, um, yeah. without any uh, real opposition, Biden still is only getting like 40 still missing like 43% yeah. of the voters almost. Bruce, that's an excellent point. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that I definitely wanted to mention. You're right. And I don't think people realize this. For all of you people that are watching the news and you think it's hopeless, Joe Biden is the nominee. He has an, He's the guy. He's working on a transition team. He's trying to pick his VP. He's, he's the guy. He's got the delegates. There will be no other candidate for the Democrats other than Joe Biden. He's already planning the, the debate schedule with President Trump. He's raising money like crazy. Joe Biden is your Democratic candidate for governor. There is no one else. And despite that fact, he still only managed to get just over half of the votes. 20% of the people are uncommitted 
11.6% are still voting for Bernie Sanders. And if you vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary when you know he's not going to be the candidate, odds are you're not going to vote for Joe Biden come November. Whereas Donald, and when you look at the vote count, Donald Trump, with, with only half the precincts reporting, got 92,900, he got like 93,000 votes. Joe Biden got 35. Joe Biden got like 25, 30% of what Donald Trump got. And sure, it's a state like Kentucky, which is a red state. But when you look at it, when you look at, at Bernie Sanders getting 7,000 votes, 11% of the overall Democratic primary vote, when you look at 20%, you have one choice, Joe Biden or nobody. And 20% of the people are saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm still leaning toward, I'm leaning toward Joe Biden, but I may take nobody. 20% uncommitted. Donald Trump's uncommitted 6%. That's what you take away from the primary. Also, Mitch McConnell, that guy's going to say this. Amy McGrath, Charles Booker contest, no contest. Mitch McConnell, 83,000 votes. More than double what the other Democratic candidates combined had. Quick break. More of whatever you want Wednesdays on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I stand with Jack Del Rio. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it's so funny because like seven years ago, everyone was like, Jack Del Rio sucks. Fire that bum. Get him out of here. He's the worst. And now everyone in Jacksonville is like, Jack Del Rio's the best. Yeah, I love Jack Del Coach Del Rio, I got your back. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking, I'm one of them, too. I was like, really, I was like, God, we're keeping him with that guy around for another season. Do we not want to win? Uh, but now I'm, all, now I'm a, a, a big fan. And if you're not wondering, if you're wondering why the hell we're talking about Jack Del Rio, if you thought you woke up in, uh, in 2006, basically, here's what happened. Um, Jack Del Rio went on Twitter and replied, somebody named Ray. Somebody named Ray tweeted out, just found out at Coach Del Rio is a Trump supporter. Wish these old racists would stay off Twitter. And then Jack Del Rio wrote, I am one, I'm 100% for America. If you're not, you can kiss my ass. And so now Jack Del Rio is a thing. Half the people on Twitter want him canceled. Actually, probably more than half because it's Twitter. But there's a majority of people going, that's right, Jack Del Rio. You're my new favorite coach. Go Redskins. 855-765-1045 is our number. Let's get back to the phone. Stuart in Canton, Georgia, has been waiting very patiently. Stuart, hey, uh, how's it going, man? What's up? Hi, Mark. Before I get to my main point, mm. I just want to say, you're saying, look, we're not a racist country. We're not. We're not. That's missing the point. They know perfectly well we're not a racist country. Yeah. It is a system called Make the Monkey Dance. They know people are going to run around with their hair on fire looking for something to apologize for. It's not about racism. It's about a political power grab. Well, and you know, it, and you're right about that. And you can equate this to like the polls. For example, it's the same tactic. Uh, you know, they're running around saying America is a racist country. This is race. There's racism everywhere. Everyone in America is a racist. And it's the same thing they do with the polls. They say Joe Biden is leading in the poll. There's a new poll. Joe Biden nine points ahead in all the polls. Joe Biden will defeat Donald Trump. They're they're trying they're brainwashing you. They're trying to make you believe it. And unfortunately, a lot of people do believe that. But what happens is typically it backfires on them and they stay home. They go, well, Joe Biden's got it wrapped up. I don't need to get my butt off the couch on November 3rd and go anywhere. I can stay home. 
Um, and then Donald Trump comes in and, and swoops up all the votes. But when you look at it, when you look at it case by case, you realize that we're not a racist country. In fact, I was watching Tucker Carlson last night. My wife, I refuse to watch the news with my wife because I, you know, first of all, we live the news all day and then I go home. I want to relax. She turns on Fox News to watch Tucker. I think she may have a crush on him, but, uh, so do I. So it's okay. Anyway, we're watching Tucker Carlson, and he's, he's got this guy on, this black preacher who wrote a book uh, about racism in America and Donald Trump. And he says, look, we, we elected a black president. No racist country would do that. We were dumb enough to do it twice. We reelected him when we had the chance to get him out because he was so horrible. So how can we be a racist country? He also said, you know, pointing back to Jussie Smollett, that this last case of a hate crime, a massive hate crime against a prominent black individual in society was was made up it was fake in fact he had to hire foreigners to do the racism that americans refuse to do so you're right about that it is definitely it's definitely all fake couldn't have said it better myself can i get to my uh, main point oh yeah what's your main point that was a good side point though what's your main point okay <laughs> thank you yesterday you were talking about all in the family and the people there in the studio were saying oh yeah that was a fun show we all watched it yes here's the thing to know about it that show was the new left. Norman Lear was assigned to the task of telling the old left, we don't want you anymore. The constituency of the Democratic Party forever had been the white working class. That show was the announcement by the new left that you, Archie Bunker, the white guy who used to be our backbone, you're actually the problem. You're the source of bigotry and racism and homophobia. And the new left is now going to take over the Democratic Party, and the new left is all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's the Archie Bunkers of the world who turned out in droves eight or nine years later for Ronald Reagan. Wow, that's a that's a great I, that's a great point, Stuart. I never even thought about I never really thought of All in the Family as a as a political uh, you know microcosm of the country. But I think I think you're probably right about that. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. This is Dan in Atlantic Beach. What's up, Dan? How's it going? What's up, Mark? What's up, Dan? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I just have a comment about uh, mandating people to wear masks. Yeah. And, and your ability to conceal carry. Uh, if you look at a lot of states' laws with concealed carry, it states that if you wear a mask, and this is up to officer discretion. If you wear a mask to hide your identity, it's a felony if you're carrying. If so you wear, you hold on, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I understand this. If you're if you have a concealed carry permit and you're concealing your weapon as you're permitted to do, but then you're also wearing a mask, that's a felony. That can be considered a felony. You can use your license and get fined. Wow, I didn't I didn't know any of it. That's interesting. But so so if you're required to wear a mask, let's say when you go to, I don't know, the grocery store or a restaurant, they say, please, sir, put on a mask. If you put on the mask and you also are concealing your weapon, then that could be a felony. You're breaking the law. Yes. Wow. But it's up to it's up to the in the law. It says it's up to the discretion of the officer, whether you're trying to conceal your identity. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, if you're wearing a mask and concealing your weapon, make sure that weapon stays concealed <laughs> because we don't make sure you're not printing because we don't want that to. Also, and the other thing is in Florida, you can't open carry here. So it's not like you could be like, put on your mask and just stick your gun in your belt so everyone knows you got it. You can't do that here. 
1045 is our number. This is Walden in Jacksonville. Walden, hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Hey, man, it's a plum pleasing pleasure to talk with you. Oh, a plum pleasing pleasure. Well, man, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Walden. I, uh, I'm a leftover from yesterday. I, I caught a part of your show, the last, the last part. Yeah. And it, you know, just, uh, people were calling in to change the name of Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, and, uh, we were toying around with that idea, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I think that uh, it just came to me that uh, Jacksonville and uh, the county of Duval are consolidated, basically. And and like I was saying, maybe we could change the name if we had to for whatever reason. Uh, like New York City yeah. is, is named after the state of New York. Yeah. And I'm saying maybe we could change, uh, if we have to change it any, for whatever reason in the future, we could change it to Duval City because of Duval County. Every time I go to a game with the Jaguars, a lot of people are saying, Duval! Yeah, no, I get Yeah, that's what they yell at the games. That's an interesting idea. So Duval City. Yes. Okay. Uh, and because, well, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. No, it does. Make, it makes perfect. Walden, it makes perfect sense to me. I appreciate the call. Uh, thanks so much. for Yeah, we were ta talking about how Flavortown, there's a petition in Columbus, Ohio, to rename the capital of Ohio to Flavortown after Guy Fieri. And so uh, like uh, thousands and thousands of signatures because Columbus was apparently um, big racist and, and killed uh, indigenous people. So we said, hey, what happens if we have to change the name of Jacksonville? Which I you know what? If we're going to name it Duval City, I would like to name it something cooler, like maybe Paradise City, which, you know, comes with its own anthem and everything. Wouldn't that be great? It's got green grass, too. Yeah, it sure does, yeah. <laughs> Take me down to the Paradise City where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't you please take me home? I just, that to me sums up Jacksonville in a nutshell, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Throw a little burnt coffee line in there, too, and we're good to go. Looks like everyone in Jacksonville, anyway. So we call Jacksonville Road, is what he's like called. All right, we got to take a quick break. We got more of your phone calls. We got more of your open mic messages on the way too. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on 104.5 WOKV, the Paradise Cities News and Talk. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. that hand sanitizer in your vehicle it could explode if it gets too hot i heard that i don't know if that's a is that a is that like an old wives sale or a, or is that fake news does it really explode if it gets too hot because I've, i'll be honest with you i've had it in my car for a long i mean it's supposed to be super hot though yeah me, a right? lot of the people on the facebook youtube twitch stream said the same thing that sounds to so me you like, might be like harvesting a hand sanitizer explode it shit. sounds to me like it's like a like a tiktok challenge or something like oh make, yeah make Just a hand sanitizer explode or something i don't know well maybe i'll get it out of my car because 
I don't want. I feel like if that were really a thing, we would it would say it on the bottle, wouldn't it? Of hand sanitizer, like don't keep in your car. Yeah, maybe it's just a fast way to sanitize the interior of your car. Maybe that's true. You just too. heat it up and then boom, and clean. it explodes. You know, there's yeah. no COVID nineteen in your car. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It is whatever you want Wednesday. Whatever you want to talk about, just give us a buzz and we will let you talk about it. We go to the Doodah Man from Stark. Hi, uh, the Doodah Man. How are you? Yeah, I'm oh. doing good. Uh, get ready now, because I'm going to be a little critical. Oh, no. What did I do now? <laughs> okay. You're a talk radio show, 104.5, talk radio programming. The number one talk radio show in the United States of America is the Rush Limbaugh show. You carry it at 12 o'clock. That's true, yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile in the morning, is a public service at 5, 536, 637, 730. They repeat the local news over and over. Okay. Well, I and a lot of people that I know agree with me. I'm sick and tired over the first 15 minutes of the Rush Limbaugh show when he's laying out his main points and playing the juiciest sound bites, the damn mayor comes on and interrupts for an hour saying the same kind of crap we already know over and over and over. How would you like it if he interrupted your show every morning? You wouldn't. Yeah. And there's a lot of people I know that agree with me. They're fed up with him. He needs to get his ass out of bed and get on the air at 8 in the morning and stop interrupting the Rush Limbaugh show. And that's all I got to say about that. Dude, dude, man, first of all, we really appreciate you listening. We sure do. And we appreciate your call, too. Uh, Also, that reminds me, the mayor will be speaking today at 12 noon. We will be carrying that live uh, in place of the first 15 minutes of the, of the Rush Limbaugh show. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad. Don't shoot the messenger is all I'm saying. Uh, don't shoot the messenger, but that's that's definitely happening. Ain't certainly taking up enough time on the Mark K show lately also. <laughs> I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. Ever since New Year's Eve. We've been, it's been the mayor. First it was the president, then it was the mayor, then it was the governor. Sometimes it's all three. It got so bad that we were preempted for 30 minutes by Dean Black a couple weeks ago saying, you know, talking about the Republican National Convention. So I feel your pain, brother. I really do. Uh, but, but like you said, it's the damn mayor's fault. And, uh, and he chooses, he chooses when his press conferences are going to be, not us. 855. <laughs> Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Rusty in Jacksonville. Hey, Rusty, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Good. I just got a couple of things to point out. Yeah. You're making uh, getting all these statistics of people that die from the COVID. Yeah. Which I think some of them are skewered the way they present themselves sure, in yeah. the numbers and they skewer the numbers. But my question is, you go, they go out and do all these tests, and they do thousands of tests, and they say, okay, you got so many positive things. Are these guys getting treatments? They have no symptoms. Are they just uh, because our bodies automatically absorb the viruses, colds, flus, blah, right. blah, blah, so on and right. so forth? So why are they compiling all these statistics? Are they trying to say, okay, we're going to need X number of virus vials for this area because of this and that. What is their ultimate thing of compiling all these people that have or have a positive? Right. I see what you're saying. Uh, why, why do we care about all of the positive numbers if these people aren't dying or even getting sick, right? Right. Yeah, all right, that's a great question. Here's what, as far as I understand it, here's why I believe 
uh, the testing numbers and the data and the information for coronavirus um, is important. First of all, you want to you're able to extrapolate how many people in your area have it, how many people have been hospitalized, how many people have died. And when you look at those factors, you can kind of figure out whether or not this is as deadly a disease as we think. You can kind of figure out, you know, how many people are actually catching it. If a lot of people have it, but a very few people number of people are dying from it, then it may not be as deadly as we all think. It may be just like a really bad flu. But if there's very few people that get it and there's a lot of people dying, then it's very deadly. There's all sorts of things. I mean, there's people whose job it is to just pour over numbers all day, every day and come up with information. Uh, that's the first thing. The second reason they do it is so that Mayor Curry can have something to talk about when he interrupts the Rush Limbaugh show every day, which he's doing again today at noon. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Andy in Jacksonville. Andy, how you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good, man. What's up, Andy? Just uh, one comment about uh, Bubba Wallace. Uh, didn't he come out in the news a couple of weeks ago when all this protest nonsense started that uh, he was going to have the first uh, Black Lives Matter NASCAR. He uh, did, yeah, he did. The circuit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, now he has this noose hanging from his garage. I'm just thinking he's an attention seeker. You know, I mean, he's trying to fit the narrative. He's trying to be a victim, you know. Um, so I, I'm not buying it. You know, it's it's all part of the whole drama and this whole uh, narrative with the Black Lives Matter movement going on. Yeah, you know, Andy, you know, and I hate to, and I hate to think that somebody would be I hate to think that somebody would do something like that, that somebody would would be part of the the purposeful, you know, I guess, escalation of something that was not true in an effort to draw attention to themselves or their cause. I hate to think that that would happen, but it has happened in the past. It's happened in the recent past. And to think that it happened again would just be that I like I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, his reaction on the Don Lemon show yesterday, his reaction on The View, I think that may actually there, there's a good there's a good argument for that. I'll just say that we'll get into that a little bit more. too. We have to take another quick break. Traffic, weather, news on the way. More of the Mark K show coming up. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKD. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are. And you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K show. This is the Mark K Show. Yeah, New York City Marathon canceled because they can't have a lot, a lot of people grouping uh, together in the streets of New York City. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday today. And we go back to the phones for Annalisa from Alabama. How are you? How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, you- I appreciate you letting me come on and talk because... Um, I'm actually disgusted with what's going on in my country. Oh, all right. Well, you called the right country. place. I, I love my country, my flag, and the people that fought for it gave, gave us our freedom. Mm. And I am upset about the fact about these statues and monuments that are being destroyed because I feel like it's taken away the history that my kids and grandkids will never know because of what they're doing now. Yeah. And... If you're going to go after the people that are destroying these statues and monuments, why isn't the government, governor, and the mayors, why are they not being charged with removing them? Because my understanding is that's the same thing as saying, okay, I'm going to destroy it. I'm taking this statue down. That's not right. 
if they're going to charge someone for going up there and destroying them, then they need to charge the governor and the mayors for removing them. And honestly, being a citizen of the United States, I would love to say I'm making a citizen's arrest and arrest these governors and the mayors for not doing their jobs and sticking up for the people. Yeah. Uh, you, you bring up, Annalise, you bring up some great points about the statues. And there is some couple things we should talk about with the statues. You remind me, first of all, Donald Trump, uh, the executive order um, that he's going to put out there yesterday, he mentioned it and he got he got deleted off of Twitter because of it. But basically, he's saying federal monuments, which are under his jurisdiction. Uh, you know, there's the Veterans Monument Defense Act or whatever. If you deface, if you spray paint or if you throw a rope over, if you attempt to try to pull down any federal monument, much like the one of Andrew Jackson in um, in uh, Lafayette Park right across from the White House, if you try to do any of that, then it's 10 years in prison. That's what he's saying. He's like, we are going to prosecute you. We are going to arrest you. We're going to put a stop to this. Um, I, I, I believe that has quelled a little bit of the activity because there's a lot of police out there in D.C. and they are, they are watching these monuments like a hawk. And if somebody tries to deface a federal monument again, it is illegal and it can be up to 10 years in prison. Now, there's also, like you pointed out, local jurisdictions. There's local monuments that people are just tearing down and the governors and the mayors and the police are just sitting around letting it happen because because they're scared. They think this is their constituency. And that's the problem. I was trying to explain it to my kids yet because, you know, my wife, we were watching the news or whatever. And my kids said, why are they tearing down the statues? And uh, my wife said something like, because everybody now thinks they're racist. And I stopped. I said, no, 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 let's be let's keep this real. Not everybody thinks they're racist. The majority of people don't think that they're racist. The majority of people don't think statues are bad. The majority of the people understand that just because history happened doesn't mean it was all rainbows and unicorns. We understand the bad things in history as well as the good things in history. We can decipher that, and we should be able to learn from our history so we don't repeat it. The majority of people in this country are not, and we're talking about black people too. We're talking about black people. Notice I didn't differentiate. I said people. Because that's the whole, when you look at the people that make up the United States of America, despite whatever color they happen to be, whatever race or background they, uh, they've come from, the majority of people in the United States do not think that tearing down statues is a good idea. The majority of the people do not think that the police should be defunded. The majority of the people do not think that the police are systematically racist. But the loud, very small, angry, disobedient majority, uh, minority rather, they do. The loud, angry, disobedient minority are running around throwing bricks. They are, they are, I don't know, that was, uh, that was the minority. I'm to break into our show. Uh, they are throwing bricks. You can't use the phone while we're on the air. They are throwing bricks. They are burning stuff. They are attacking police officers. They are doing all of those things. And they're doing it to make their point. And these, these mayors and these governors see it, and they get scared. And they think that's the majority. So if I don't appease the majority by taking down these statues, if I don't appease the majority by giving them what they want, then I'm going to lose. And that's kind of what we're seeing now. The federal monuments should be well protected by this government, uh, by the uh, president's order. They should. He's not he's not messing around. He doesn't care if it's Andrew Jackson. He doesn't care if it's Abraham Lincoln. He doesn't care what. It, in fact, there's an Abraham Lincoln statue. <laughs> it's uh, Abraham Lincoln, the emancipation statue. And he's he's standing with a, a recently freed slave. And there was a group in the park surrounding the statue and one guy with a bullhorn standing under it. And he announced to the crowd, he announced to the crowd 
Thursday at 7 p.m., this mother father is coming down. And everybody cheers. And it's on tape. So now we know where we should have our federal troops at 7 o'clock on Thursday. We should probably have them by the emancipation, emancipation statue because according to these these this very small, angry minority, that mother-father is coming down at that time. And if anybody attempts it, if they even so, if they climb on it, if they lay a hand on it, if they so much as throw a rope over over Ben or over Abraham Lincoln's shoulder to try to yank it down, it's 10 years in prison, according to the president of the United States. Now, other cities, they're not doing they're not taking that step. They're actually taking statues down like Jacksonville, for example, South Carolina, Charleston. There's a there's a, a historic statue of John C. Calhoun. Vice former vice president of the United States, I'd like to point out, elected vice president of the United States. They're taking it down because he was in support of slavery at the time. And so they, they've they've I guess the city council had a big hearing and they elected to take it down. And it was they were supposed to take it down last night. But the thing is, I don't know who welded it in there, but, man, they had a tough time. People woke up this morning thinking it was going to be gone, and it's still there because they can't get the thing down. <laughs> but they've been, like, they've been sawing at it and hacking at it all night. They're like, oh, we just can't, we can't, can't get rid of John C. Calhoun. What is happening? Uh, but that's basically what it is. They're, they're scared. They're, they're, they're spineless leaders, mostly Democrats, who are scared of the minority. They think that they're the majority, and they're going to find out come Election Day that they're not. Uh, and thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045. This is Will in Missouri. Will, how you doing? Oh, doing okay. Um, um, I'm for Joe Biden. And um, um, this president, President Trump, he has to go because uh, back in April, he uh, uh, said about bleach, disinfecting and bleach in people's veins on CNN. He said that live. On CNN, he said bleach and in, he, he said bleach in people's veins live on CNN. Yeah, he yeah. said disinfect it and bleach into people's veins. Yeah. He said that live on CNN. Yeah, and we can't we can't have Donald Trump in that White House. He's dangerous to American people. Right, and and President and President Donald Trump. He has to go. Yeah. Well, and, so, so you're and, for Joe Biden because it, you don't think because oh, you think yeah. Donald Trump wants to bleach people's veins as you saw on CNN. Yeah. 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 Do you watch a lot yeah. of CNN? Uh, do you? I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah I watch a lot of CNN. Yeah, I know you sound and, like it. And, and and I'm for Joe Biden, and right. and and I want to get the word out there, everybody that's listening, everybody vote for Joe Biden. What do you? Let me ask you this, Will. Joe what Biden you, is number one. Will yeah, Joe Biden's number one. Uh, let me ask you. Know, let me ask you this, Will, real quick. Um, what do you yeah. like about Joe Biden? Why would Joe Biden, in your opinion, be a great president of the United States? He'll make a good president and he'll turn this country around. How? What? What's like specifically? Not you know, not not vague you know aphorisms. It's specifically, what would he do? He'll he'll do everything and and he's 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 uh, he's not he's not racist. He he'll he'll he. He's not racist. You know, he, you know, he tried to keep Clarence Thomas, an African American yeah. judge, off of the Supreme Court. He worked. He battled hard to discredit that oh, guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did. Yeah. yeah. So, but that doesn't make him a racist. No. Because uh, he didn't yeah, want he uh, didn't want a black man on the Supreme Court. No. Okay. All right. All right. So Joe Biden's going to do everything. He's not a racist. What else do you like about him? What do you think is going to make him a good president, though? 
and he'll he'll do everything. He'll bring he'll help bring more jobs back to American people. He'll he will. He will. He will. That's so oh, weird yeah. because you remember when he was vice president under Barack Obama, they actually said yeah. your manufacturing jobs are gone and they're never coming back. Yeah. You think he's changed yeah. his mind? Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll yeah. he'll he'll change his mind. Oh, he and will. He'll okay. Bring more jobs. He'll say he'll say all that stuff I said earlier under the Barack Obama. That's all. I'm going to be more like Donald Trump now and bring the jobs back from overseas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you so you here's what. Oh, what? Go ahead. One more thing. Yeah. And um, um, Donald Trump, he's just racist. He's just he's just a racist. Yeah. And I do not even vote for him. No, no kidding. Sixteen. Yeah. No, I voted for Hillary. You voted for Hillary. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Well, listen, well, thank you. So, okay, and I just want to recap then. So you're voting for Joe Biden because yeah. he's not a racist, even though he actively worked to keep an African-American jurist out of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And you're yeah. also voting for Joe Biden because you yeah. believe after shipping jobs away and telling the Americans yeah. they will never come back, he's now done a 180 on that and will bring jobs back yeah. to America. Yeah. And also because Donald Trump told people to bleach their veins as heard yeah. live uh, by you on CNN. Yep. All right. Well, Will, man, yeah, you made you made a great. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. You take care. Have you, a wonderful day down there. You too. Jackson. No, yeah, Will, you too. Have a great time up there in in Missouri. Uh, there you go, folks. That is that's probably. I'm going to be honest with you. Probably, probably, uh, you just you're run of the mill, average, everyday, ordinary Joe Biden voter, right there. Heard about it, heard on CNN that Trump said bleach your veins. So I'm for Biden. I'm for Biden. He's, he wants to bring jobs back. That's great. That's great. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the bar, Kate. We're going to let that simmer for a minute. We're just going to let that settle in. Okay? Just, just breathe it in. Quick break. More of the Mark Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Give Mark a call and talk about, well, whatever you want. 855-765-1045. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. So excited. 855-765-1045 is our number. Just heard from, uh, just heard from a guy from Missouri. Joe Biden supporter loves it. He's all for Joe Biden. Trump's got to go because see, he watches CNN a lot. And CNN, he watched Donald Trump alive on CNN say, bleach your veins. And also Trump's a racist. And uh, Joe Biden's going to bring back jobs. That's interesting. That's all stuff I guess he heard. I guess he says he watches a lot of CNN. And that's what he knows about. Jo- I asked him why Joe Biden would be a great president. And he said, because um, he's not a racist and he's going to bring back uh, bring back jobs. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. This is Don in Oklahoma City. How you doing, Don? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Uh, it's good to talk to you, Mark. Good to talk uh, to you, Don. Well, the reason why I'm calling, and I don't know how much this is being talked about because mm-hmm. I really don't watch television. Uh, i Myself and another family member, we attempted to get tickets to the Tulsa rally. Okay. Uh, for us, it's just a short drive. Yeah. And there were no tickets available. Right. Um, by, it, it really appears that it was a sold-out show. You know, we, we tried to get tickets just 
no can do. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the place is sold out, and then uh, I'm guessing uh, the the networks are mocking the president because he couldn't fill the uh, the arena. Right. Uh, now, one of my um, liberal friends, uh, I posted something about this on Facebook, you know, basically stating that uh, you know the tickets were taken. And she's like, you don't really believe this, do you? And I said, well, you know, uh, myself and another family member, we we couldn't get in because the soul was, you know, the the whole, whole place was sold out. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what. And you know what, Don? Let me t explain to you kind of how it works. And uh, we only have a few seconds left. When you have an event, let's say that seats twenty thousand people, and it's a free event. People are going to sign up for tickets and then they're going to not show up because they get sick, because they can't travel, because they you know, couldn't get a sitter, because they realize they don't really want to go and get COVID-19. So you need to factor that in. So if you have a, an arena that seats 20,000 people, you give away about 30,000 tickets. And yes, some people show up and they get turned away and they're upset, but that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles with a free event. What happened in this case, though, was that all the TikTokers and K-poppers and left-wing socialists on social media went in and got all the tickets with no intention of ever going. And that's why there were one million requests. And despite all that, there were still 6,200 people in the arena. But that doesn't matter because that's just a drop in the bucket to the 11 million people who went online and watched the rally live. By the way, Joe Biden's last podcast, like 4,000 viewers. Oh, yeah. By the way, Joe Biden has a podcast. 855-765-1045. We got to get out of here. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Mark K Show. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, Mayor Curry, and the Rush Limbaugh Show coming up. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 